love, love exciting and new. <laughs> Come aboard. <laughs> We're, We're expecting, expecting you. you. <laughs> love. Life's sweetest reward. I yes. love it. Let it flow. <laughs> it floats back, back to, to you. <laughs> the it love of all. making another run. The love of Promises something for everyone. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, yes. <laughs> By that's a first. That's a first. <laughs> I, I used to watch that all the time. I know. So did I. Carlito, we are in a new location up north wow. of Toronto. We're in someone's kitchen. Very different. <laughs> we just knocked on the door, and all of a sudden, we're in someone's kitchen. No, we are in a, a, we're in a client's home. That's where we're at, and we want to talk about contractors and clients, the dynamic and the ups and downs, the pitfalls, whatever, all kinds of. Good, bad, ugly. To the right of me, because I got Carlito right across from me. To the right of me, I've got Caesar. Hello. To the left of me, I've got Marie. Hi. Lovely couple. Been married for how long? Ooh, oh, 20... Almost 21 years. I wasn't going to make it difficult questions on this podcast. <laughs> yes, almost, almost 21. Almost 21. 21 years. So we want to get a little bit about, I guess, how you guys know me, a little bit of brief and, and how we came to be. And then we'll get right into talking a lot about construction and what you guys think about us. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, no, I was actually just uh, mentioning to Carlito that I met you, yeah, we, we think it was 20 plus years ago, you... Uh, you were working on a short film. I came in to audition. I blew you away. <laughs> and you said that totally. can, definitely cannot be the lead. But <laughs> um, So we did the short film together. And then we just kind of um, a, a common uh, love of, of film. Uh, we worked on a couple of projects. And then we realized we also had you know some interest, uh, some common interest in construction and making homes beautiful. And you've helped a lot. Now I consider you a friend. Hopefully it's totally. the other way around too. Totally. <laughs> Why else would I be up here Sunday morning disturbing your hour ahead time difference? So thank you very much, guys. So how do we want to get this started, Carlito? How do you want to do this? Well, I think we should just be natural and just talk about your experiences in construction first. Well, I guess, what's your perception of contractors today? I think that they can be sometimes difficult, sometimes really helpful, so a bit of a a mix, I think. Please elaborate. The first thing that comes to <laughs> mind for me is a rare species. Like, it's <laughs> so hard to find somebody sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's one thing if you want to do, like, uh, you know, major renovations throughout your house versus maybe some specific electrical project versus some other kind of project. It's It feels, first of all, really tough to just find somebody sometimes, you know? We're lucky, obviously, because I know I can tap into you in general. You know, people will, you know, as they're talking to you, it's like, well, I need a guy. Do you know a guy who can do this and a guy who can do that? So that's the first step is just finding somebody seems like a, a challenge. You know? Then I guess a trustworthy person. Yes. After that. Someone who's trustworthy and has good quality work. That's what you're always worried about. And then I guess in your circle of friends, you don't know that many contractors. No. So no. do you guys turn to the web? Hopefully not the TV shows. <laughs> not the TV shows. Yeah, I think we've done, well, sometimes we try word of mouth. Yeah, for sure. Tried to look it up somehow. 
yeah, through, much how we've through done siblings it. and friends. Yeah. Um, and again, we, you know, I always have you, but siblings and friends, you're, you're asking around. I know I've gone on to some websites as well. Do you care if I mention Sure, mention the websites, yeah. Um, I think it was Jiffy On Demand. Is that what it is? I've heard of that one. I think yeah. so. Yeah. That worked out. Found a guy to do the fence through that. Because so. nobody wanted to do the fence. What was the reason why <laughs> nobody wanted to do the fence? Too small a job? Too small of a job. So that's the yeah. big thing. Too yeah. small of a job yep. frustrates you guys even further, especially in the busy season. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it seems to be always busy. These days it is. It seems like there's too few guys mm-hmm. and... Even with with our fence, he ended up coming like uh, you know late in the season. I want to say just before it started to snow. Same thing with our front patio. They yeah. did it just before it snowed. You know, wow. like they're just mm-hmm. squeezing you in. And but yeah, going back to your question, yeah, trustworthy is good. But when we chatted about this before too. And I guess the first thing is when you get somebody in the room, if it's something tiny and it's like you know this tile on this floor, go right. But if it's something bigger. You want somebody to take your ideas and make them better. That's you guys great. are always looking for that? We are. We, yeah. we like the idea yeah. of working collaboratively with our contractor. We want the latest and greatest stuff. You know, you want stuff that looks nice but functional. Like yesterday, we went to a furniture store, right, to work with a consultant on the master bedroom. And we really appreciate their ideas, what to put in there, how to pull it all together. Now, that's furniture, but it applies also to when you're building something. It's right? connected to the rental, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So you guys have to yeah. think about the work that's being done. Oh, was that? That wasn't me. Mm, Manny. <laughs> Somebody forgot to turn off their no, phone. No, it's on vibrate. Uh, you're quiet over there. What's going on? I'm listening. <laughs> you're supposed to be contributing. Don't worry, I have lots. <laughs> so trustworthy. So you guys are trying to find people. So we got contractors that don't want to really do small jobs. Mm-hmm. You guys get more frustration because someone gives you a lead and then you contact them and then you get that kind of conversation. You want contractors to contribute, give you ideas. Have you guys gone the road of the designer coming in here and kind of talking to you? Have you guys spoken to designers before and that whole dynamic between designers, contractors, and clients? We haven't really had to do that because it was a new build. I mean, we did some of that talk when we initially bought the home, but since then the rentals have been sort of room by room and haven't necessitated like a major overhaul, like structural or anything like that. So yeah, it's not been that elaborate. Yeah, and I got to commend you guys for that because the thing is, the house is 10 years old, but you guys are still renovating it based off of what it was originally because you guys didn't get everything you wanted, but you guys are doing it room by room instead of trying to overwhelm yourselves to do the whole house at one time. Yeah, the other thing obviously is is the cost of everything now, just through the roof. The basement is unfinished, and, and that's a conversation we have every so often. <laughs> for 10 years now. We, well, just about for eight. Maybe yeah. another, years. Maybe for another 10 years, who knows? But like I, you know, I know the price tag down there is going to be huge, and it's literally like how many times are we going to use it, divide that into what it's going to cost, and it, I don't know, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I don't want to finish it, right? It's a huge... Are you guys sticker shocked on how expensive labor is or is it the materials or is it? I think for both, both for both. And we will always estimate something and it's oftentimes a lot more. Okay. So I got to ask, where do you you get your estimation from? Well, in our own brains, of course, (laughs) we're trying to do our own research and then we think, yeah, yeah, we got this. It'll be like, let's say $10,000 and then it comes back. It's 15 or 20 and. Yeah. That, that can be a little shocking. And we're also of the mindset that, you know, we want to get 
good quality. You know, we do have a budget, but we understand the need to wiggle it a bit. When you do that every project, you got to slow it down and do it room by room. You have to. I totally, yeah. I would well, always recommend that. <laughs> yeah. You have to do that. Otherwise, you'll just be like, you're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Uh, it's I, a lot, yeah. I really don't know what a reasonable rate is for the different trades now. I know when we did the landscaping outside, I think they take the material, they multiply by two, and that's what they charge just for the labor. That was the old. Isn't that like cardio? That was it the, works still sometimes. Does it still yeah. work? Yeah. But things have changed. Gas is three times more expensive. Labor hasn't gone up. I'm just thinking insurances mm-hmm. and everything to run your legal yeah. business is a lot more expensive. WSIB. All that stuff. So we have to factor all that in. So a contractor is not making $1 off of that dollar that's coming in, right? Mm. I, I think more than 50% of it is going out. So, that's good to know because we wouldn't know that, right? We're it, just kind of looking at the end that, product number and we're thinking, wow, that's a lot of money. But it is. It then is. there's the old, can we do anything cash? <laughs> <laughs> is there something we can do about you're, this? You're one of those, huh? That's the idea. <laughs> I'm we, the president of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, It doesn't always work, though. No, <laughs> I'm not saying it's right or not saying it's wrong. It's 26% cheaper just looking at HST and WSIB. That's mm. 26%. I mean, you wonder why people want to do it that way. The government isn't really helping us by forcing us into that situation, right? Yeah. It would be great if the government gave you guys incentives to do it, and then you can benefit on your taxes as a result of this. Yeah. Well, that's kind of interesting because there was that, um, I don't know, grant rebate or whatever when you do uh, certain things, right, for um, environmentally. Like, Yeah, the insulation is what I'm thinking about. Yes. So those things kind of drive decisions, too, because it's like, oh, well, if we can get a rebate and we can get that done, it's a win-win. But, but then the government threw that out. Oh, yes, they did. This is the Canadian <laughs> government, and that's not the kind of podcast we're here. As much as Carlito wants but, to do that. But also, I've heard people say that they've gone and accepted some of those government grants and allowed new windows and doors, and they've done the insulation. And then right after they finish, their taxes go up. So oh. it's kind of like, hey, oh. why don't you renovate your house? Let's find out what's going on. And then we're going to tax you and you're going to pay for it anyways. Holy shit. Wow. So yeah. it's it a hard win-win, you know? Mm. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I hadn't heard that one, but yeah, not surprised. Yeah. Well, your impact rating would go up, right? So yeah, all of a sudden you become either the most expensive house or the cheapest house on the street. And then mm-hmm. you have to pay the extra amount. Yeah, that's. He's right. It, it is a good. win-win for them. Who oh, knew? You there couldn't you go. trust them. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trust the government. We won't get into that. Yeah, not on this but, podcast. But also, homeowners aren't having the only problem with contractors doing small jobs. For example, I have a lady right now. She's ending up in a divorce with her husband, and she needs to get rid of her home. You know, she had a wish list of three bathrooms. I was just finished coding her three bathrooms, and then she gave me the bad news that you know, she has to now sell. Her husband just lost his job through all this ordeal of, you know, the breakup and so on. The sad story goes on. Happens to a lot of people. People just don't pay attention to it or realize it. So she has an illegal entrance. She purchased it this way. So she bought the home and then Mm -hmm. she had an illegal entrance. Now that she wants to sell, I did a walkthrough and I said, bricks cracking, no lintel, blah, blah, blah. This is things that home inspectors are going to look for. So she said, can you help me? And I said, I'll help you. So these are some of the things I won't do right now. I don't have the time for it during the day. I tried to speak to five of my masons 
and not one of them would show up because the job was too small. Mm -hmm. So going back to that small job, it's very hard to find people to just come for a small job and not charge. It was typically a thousand fifteen hundred dollar job. The only guy I could get in is charging over twenty five hundred. Mm -hmm. So right. even I'm getting squeezed to help somebody out. So yeah. why don't more guys be the small job guys out there or it's not worth their while? I guess you guys would benefit from that. The other day I saw a post on on social media where these guys only handle structural load preparing. Oh, wow. I, I haven't met a client yet who hasn't had a house that said, I want that wall out, right? But obviously <laughs> mm -hmm. that wall is structural. But now you've got to get a contractor that has to handle that and take care of that. So these guys come in and they take care of just that detail, which I think makes sense. So like mm -hmm. to your point about windows and masons and a $1,500 job, why can't you be a mason that starts a business that you just focus on those small jobs. I'll come in, make your window opening bigger. I'll put the proper lintel. I'll put the proper membrane and I'll do a little brickwork around there and then get out. You know what comes to mind is the guy who uh, put in our sprinklers. Once a year, I have him come in and he turns them on and he makes sure you know all the equipment is fine. This kid is incapable, it seems, of planning for more than just a couple days ahead. Oh, he's one of those, huh? Yeah. So he's, it's all small jobs for him. You know, it's a different skill to be able to manage your time well. And, and this guy, you know, he's making a living, but that's a challenge for him. And when he did our stuff, I remember he showed up at like Saturday at 4 p.m. And they worked till 9. Like they're just wedging jobs in at these odd hours, right? Had the same conversation with a tile guy who was going to come. Mm -hmm. He was yeah. so busy. He was going to come Sunday night. I'm like, dude, you, you need to rest. Don't come here and do a shitty job. You need to rest. <laughs> How does that make you yeah. guys feel when they're like working five, six days to begin with, and then they sneak it in on the seventh, eighth, ninth day. Yeah, we don't want to be week. the afterthought. Like, because we want something our job could, to be... You, you, you want, want quality, the, right? You want quality. You want yeah. quality. So I want you to show up, not even Monday morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, when you're, you're warmed up, you know? <laughs> You've had a good breakfast. You know, everything's good with your wife. You don't hate life. <laughs> and that's oh, so, so you're true. not making small talk just for the sake of small talk. You're investigating <laughs> to find out that your job is actually going to turn out well. That's what yeah. you're doing, yeah, which is great, that. which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, going back to you, went, you guys went to Jiffy to find the fence and the landscape. Did you only get the one quote or did you guys get more than one quote to come in? Because you know what? It was me yeah, that yeah. did it, which means I'm not going to remember well. Um, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Short term memory. That's why you're here. Mm -hmm. With Jiffy, it was had... really specific, right? They, you, don't, you don't just specify what you want. You have to specify when you want it. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, I literally had maybe just the one guy show up here. Maybe somebody else by email was trying to quote. Same thing. He had no time. And Yeah, that's uh, what I remember. Like okay. maybe, maybe at best two responses, one who actually activated on that response, like came, yeah, yeah, yeah. came out, took a look and yeah, dealt measured with it. all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are doing an exterior project, fence and hardscaping. You guys started making the inquiries at one time in the year. For the fence, I want to say it was probably June-ish. Just kind of kept talking to people. And then, like I said, it finally happened like late fall when it was for the landscaping outside, the hardscaping stuff. Just got names here and there from different folks. I, and I want to say the guys who ended up doing it here, it was a neighbors of my sister who had them the year before. And we got the name. They came over. We so word them. of mouth. And that's how it and came. And we up. would have talked to them in the fall. And they came in the spring of the following year. To start the work. Mm -hmm. That's well, generally the rule. I mean, we actually, started maybe talking. Actually, started earlier. Yeah, the talking started sooner in the summer for sure. And then... 
And then they came almost a year later. Was it a frustrating experience? Yes. Yeah, I know it was frustrating <laughs> for the yeah for us for different reasons, and some of which we won't get into. <laughs> you know what's frustrating is that that's another it's podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, come, you guys we've been come saying that a that. lot. Things come up, and we always just say that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just it's a long process. Sometimes you have to wait for certain things to be done. Like we had some custom stuff done. Yeah. Um, they're not showing up for the full day, so things are just taking longer. Um, you know why, right? They're know. juggling 15 Probably, jobs. Probably, right? And then they make an appearance. I guess it's like the stage, right? They're just mm -hmm. like the secondary, secondary supporting character just shows his face and all of a sudden leaves, yeah. right? Hey, look, did you see that? <laughs> that was amazing. But, which is cool too right it just it's one of those things where you know let us know in advance that here's how it's going to play out this if i worked on it full time i'd be done in two weeks but i have other stuff to do so it's going to be six weeks they right? never mentioned that well no it's funny you say that because that's some that's one of my mo's a lot of times i go take a look at jobs and i'm hoping that i can take control of the project and just do it sometimes the people want to be home because they've been taken by three or four different contractors so they want to be there so a lot of the work ends up being in the afternoon they don't want to have someone from seven in the morning till five they want to have someone from five to ten which is kind of the opposite of what normal construction is that puts me in a situation so i usually tell people why don't you keep looking for a contractor here's my price on the project i will keep going on with your project until you find someone to take over for me you know you have to be aware that i won't be here maybe three days through the week i may be for two hours instead of eight that way it's honest and yeah. no one can get get angry but it's hard not to get frustrated when your project takes so long right would you here's a question for both of you guys would you prefer a contractor i guess let's say take both contractors be very transparent and tell you okay listen guys i can do your job but it's going to take me over the next six months of being here once or twice a week and i'll get it done eventually or would you prefer a contractor that tells you listen i can't get into your job six months from now but he'll get it done in two weeks guarantee i'll be here full time five days a week for those two weeks which contractor would you prefer i think i would prefer knowing that it'll be done within a specific period of time and later on so the instead of dragging it all out and getting it done it depends on what type of job it is like if yeah. it's a really huge renovation and it's gonna have an impact on your daily life yeah that kind of doesn't work out really like well her sister wanted built-in as well right okay and so they turned to me and like hey can you do ours <laughs> and i'm like no like <laughs> I, i'm a generous guy but i'm like guys you don't understand this is going to take me like a year plus your house is going to be a mess like your family room is going to look wrong for a year you're going to hate me right so yeah to marie's point it depends you know if you can do something uh, sporadic and it you know and it's not ugly or messy though for the whole stretch that's fine. But if there is a mess involved, then yeah, like just maybe just contain it to a smaller. So you guys would wait that opportunity and actually book you guys into a window, start, finish, done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he's so quiet. It must be Sunday They're or something. They're all good. You guys are talking. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear, do you guys have horror stories from other friends, colleagues that have told you what's been going on and what they went through? Or are there any? Well, I, two things come to mind. One person told me about a situation where the, um, a supporting bar was not put in properly. Oh, so literally the a, house was like shifting, like serious serious issues right mm -hmm. uh, i don't know how that gets corrected 
And then the other thing that comes to mind is, again, that same sister of Marie's had some work done at her house. And uh, I forget what, if it was light fixtures or something. Anyways, they got robbed soon after. And it seemed like they knew to no. leave. Uh, you know, the they had a sliding door in the back. They unscrewed that one piece, I guess, the, the stopper oh piece. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, it's the toe, the toe kick or whatever. The um, Yeah, I know you're talking it about. It just so. seems so coincidental. That and, that right. got, and they were able to come in and even knew where to walk without triggering the alarm. Dun, so, dun, dun. Sounds like they had two jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little moonlighting A going on A daytime job and a nighttime <laughs> job. That's Jeez. horrible to hear. Yeah, no, yeah. that's awful. But and then, that's why you're so afraid of finding someone. You want someone you can trust and that's reliable and has word of mouth. Like we need testimonials, right? You want to know, yeah, they've done work in so-and-so's house and they're happy with it. So, okay, we're going to go with that. Would you guys prefer, because I know a lot of clients have asked, can I go and visit the job that you just did so I can go take mm -hmm. a look at it? Carlito and I have a problem with that because now you're disturbing. Could you imagine if we did work here and all of a sudden I go, oh, by the way, Cesar Maria, I, I got some complete strangers that want to walk into your house and take a look at the work. Yeah. No, thanks. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't want them in mine as well. So, I mean, would you guys be fine with a phone call or a reference letter or I guess a phone call and having a conversation is a little. We're accommodating type people too, right? Like for sure, if you called Manny and somebody wanted to see something, no problem. Uh, others, I don't know what to tell you. But no, I think I think word of mouth, and you can take pictures of the work. I mean, mm -hmm. we're good with that. Yeah. We, could, man, we could say, yes, that is exactly what it looks like. Some stuff you can just look at and know it's done well, but other stuff you don't know sort of the, what's, what's going on behind the scenes, mm -hmm. right? Like if it's structurally compromised at all, right? Because the other thing that came to mind is because this is a new subdivision, so many folks have done hardscaping and you see people who've had to do their interlock driveway more than once. Because so, it started sinking. Yep. You know, they, they saved that first time, but guess what? You had to do it a second time. Some even did it a third time. So now do the math. Who, is you this know, did you really same, save money or not? Same contractor or this is different contractors? Just, no, they've, different they've people. They've used different people. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you know exactly what they've done, right? Or what they didn't do. I really sometimes blame the homeowners on that. Um, <laughs> And it's unfortunate to hear it, but a lot of times you guys create a budget and say it's $10,000 and I can hear it from you guys. You guys are willing, if I educate you or tell you how I'm going to spend your mind wise, your money wisely, you'll be okay with it. And there's some flexibility there, but most people, they just want it done for 10,000. Some guys will just take the job because they kind of feel like they can just make it uh, make some money off that. And then they cut corners that actually costs you two, three times. Right now I have a customer that four contractors done the same job four times. Yeah. So now I'm in their house and I'm the fifth contractor. I'm the last contractor, but I'm now taking apart things that they had such a hard time with. It took so long and they have this bad taste in their mouth about contractors and about the industry and so much problems between each other. Now it's not just about the contractor, the homeowners, it's about you know, the relationship now, you know, they're blaming each other for who brought who in and how much they spent. And you so know, whose fault is it in that four contractor? Four, it's wife, always, right? it's always the contractor <laughs> the, and I'm a contractor. So I'm going to say it. It's always the contractor. You it's know, always we, the contractor, we, but we, you just finished saying that it, it's because clients have a certain budget. Well, let me get back to that. It's kind of contradicting, but okay. As a contractor, 
I should be able to walk away from you guys when it doesn't make sense. Yes. I should tell you where you should save money and and hang on until you have that money and that budget that it's realistic. I should open your eyes up and educate you on why I'm doing it this way, not just rushing through it. The first part of it is it's my fault or the contractor's fault for not giving you all that ammunition or information and showing you waiting a little bit longer will make the whole process run smoother, more efficient and do it once. I would say the contractor's a part of the fault and not completely at fault. Well, now I'm leading to the second part. The second part is the homeowner makes that last decision. Yes. And they, Mm -hmm. you know, as a contractor, I've walked away from jobs. Like if it doesn't make any sense and they're not using the materials that I believe in, it's not that what I'm doing is the only way to do it. I know there's no failure in it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I keep that math going. It only makes sense and never fails for me. So I have to keep that continuous. So sometimes when someone watches a TV show or goes online or goes on YouTube and they get only half the information, they never literally understand what was being said on that show or on YouTube. Anyways, at the end of the day, it's really about the homeowner agreeing, accepting, and not you know making terms of you know bringing up the budget or keeping yeah. it low, right? We've always said that you guys should wait. If the budget's not there and you really want it done a certain way, then you guys should wait. It's There's... like on Love It or List It, I just must say. Sometimes. <laughs> the when... one show to bring up. Oh, huh? right. I mean, I'm just saying that Sometimes if you want to love it. Sometimes you just can't do the bathroom. You, yeah, you can't do the bathroom. They have to cut it off. Yeah. But well, I don't think clients like that. Like, you want to get it all it's... done for Oh, I've got a story about Love It or List oh, It. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Did I bring something up? <laughs> That's my story about love it or list it. Uh, <laughs> was, wasn't sorry, one of them the bachelorette didn't work for decades? Oh I don't know oh, anything don't know. about that. Oh, I, I don't know. I just know because I'll watch it. But I get sorry, your man. point, though, right? I get your point. If you say to me, look, Caesar, we can do this for whatever, uh, $10,000, but there's a pretty good chance after two years it's going to crack or split or whatever, right? Then it's like, okay, it's on me to make that call. If I get lucky and we do it and it does and it doesn't crack, great. But if there's a chance of something going wrong down the road and you tell me about it, that's fine. Like I, I manage projects. We capture risks like that and we say what we're gonna do about it, if we're just gonna accept it, right? That's literally what you're doing. Whereas if you want something done, you know, hundred percent bulletproof, then yeah, you gotta pay what's what it costs. Yeah, but it's hard to pay for it the fifth time. Oh, shit. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Me sure. and Manny were talking about this, a podcast a couple of days ago. He said to me, what do you charge for a three-piece bathroom? And I had three different prices. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Let's ask you guys. Oh, no. We're what bad do you, at this. <laughs> what do you think a three-piece bathroom could cost? There's so, no right or wrong answer. I know. There is no. There is no. Can I ask a question first? Sure. What's a three-piece bathroom? Okay. All right. So toilet, one piece. Uh-huh. Sink, two piece. Tub, shower, third piece. Got it. Well, that'd be okay. a four piece. That's kinda, a three and a half yeah. kind of thing. So if it's just a tub, it's a three piece. If it's a tub shower, it becomes a three or four piece. Or if it's just a tub on its own and then a shower on its own, that's the same thing. Piece. Right. So that's that's a three piece. So any plumbing fixture becomes a piece. Got it. Got it. Manny, that's a really tricky question. Because it depends. <laughs> I know it depends because on a, a bunch all the of finishes. Exa- thank you for saying that. And if we want good quality or what kind of tile, marble, not marble. 
Exactly. So we have no idea. We're exactly. going to be clear. I don't know. Can, how know. about ballpark? Let, let, let's. We don't get extremely fancy, and we still have the three pieces. So you've got a nice deep soaker tub, standard size, 60 by 32. You've got a nice 36-inch vanity, mm-hmm. and you've got a nice good toilet, not crappy $50 toilet, right? What do you guys think that bathroom should cost? Are we adding tile in that? Oh, yeah. This is the finished bathroom. So we got tile all over the floor. So the bathroom's maybe five by seven. Light fixtures. Light fixtures. You have two sconces and wall, and you got maybe four pot lights. Wait, you're putting sconces already on the wall? Okay, that's very expensive. (laughs) Two heads in the shower. Two heads in a toe tester. Wow. So the one tub spot and, and, and two heads in the shower. So okay, I'm feeling that it's going to be $10,000. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'll give the you the one. are expensive. <laughs> are we on the prices right? What's going on? That's not that's I'm not gonna the right. I'm going to go 10,001. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know. I was going to no, say I'm like No, I'm going to do another quote. I was going to say like 20 grand. There we go. Okay. Oh, that's okay. more in what? line. Okay, usually I'm the one that's a lot that's closer. That's more in Good line. On okay, so I'm going to re- I'm going to repeat myself from two days ago that we had this same conversation. You were here? Not, not at this home, but at an... Marie, at an, what at the an, hell? <laughs> I was That's fix- another podcast. I was fixing the fence. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it's nice to meet you, bullshit. <laughs> oh, I love the television. <laughs> or I should say radio. <laughs> I, I was telling Manny that when I speak to customers, I first feel them out, get to know who they are. I take a look at their surroundings. That kind of gives me the idea of what level they're at or what level they should be at with their investment. This is your biggest investment. So I judge people by how clean they are, the kind of furniture, their paintings, uh, just their lifestyle. I always ask them, you know, do you want, and this is nothing against Hyundai. Okay. But do you want a Hyundai? Do you want a Cadillac or do you want a Ferrari? For me, there is no set pricing construction. There never has been. Mm-hmm. It's about your wants, your needs, and your wish list. I would say that if you find three contractors that are all in the same league, they will be well within each other, I'd say 10 to 15%. Mm-hmm. They should be. So whatever, let's say for an argument's sake, bathroom 10,000, you are going to get a guy maybe at 11,000, another guy maybe at 9,000. Those are the three guys that you want to talk to. But then you'll get a fly-by-night guy who'll come in at 6,000. You'll be like, whoa, what's going on there? You get another guy who probably comes in at 15 or 16,000. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? You can do a bathroom at ten to $12,000. That's not including WSIB. That's not including your HST. Again, we were talking about this earlier. That's Cash. 26%. That goes <laughs> on top of the cost of the bathroom. And that also determines on, you know, some people buy materials for cash and it drops the price, which makes it more affordable for people. If you get that $10,000 bathroom, you're basically buying a car with no automatic windows. You're going to have to open the window. You get into the Cadillac, where on the first home, you know, you didn't have radiant floor heating. Now you have some radiant floor heating on the second Cadillac version. On the Ferrari, you have towel warmers, you have coffered ceilings, you have crown molding, you have wainscoting, you know, you have a curbless, you have no doors on your shower. Saying that you're going Ferrari doesn't, for some people, like, oh, I don't need to go Ferrari. But when you think of your home, I always tell people, don't think that this is your home for life. You never know when you're going to have a divorce. You never know when you're going to get sick, when something's going to change. So think realistically. Don't get too personal. Do the right things, investments. I kind of disagree with that. 
Mm. I'm sorry to say, I kind of disagree with that. I think you should spend as much money as possible to build the house that you want <laughs> to a certain level. Yes. I think okay. uh, I was surprised when I think we spoke to a designer or something. They said that people are changing their, they're renovating in 10 year increments. Mm. I was shocked by that to hear that. Can you imagine this kitchen? You guys are ready to look at this kitchen and going, uh, let's start talking about changing it. No, because you guys went through what you went through to get this kitchen to begin with. Mm -hmm. So that's why I disagree with the 10 year. I think it's more 15, 20. At that point, you start wanting to change certain things. Maybe the kitchen starts to fall apart. But I think bathrooms may be 10, 15 years for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think you should. If you're building your master, I think it should be your master and not the for sale sign master or the potential divorce master. You know what I mean? Or the potential health master. I, I think you should prepare for some of that, but that not kind of predict that it will happen. So we should pull back. I think there should be a middle ground. That's just my yeah. thought. And I think most people build for what they want exactly for in that minute, right? But I, like, I appreciate what you're saying. But I, would you agree most people just kind of well, build what they want exactly? And, and you're, you're right. People do this. This, and this is what I'm trying to change. Not everyone will agree with me, but for, here's a perfect example. I've known this lady for over 12 years. I've got to know her well. I never did a renovation because I was too expensive for her. It wasn't that my labor was expensive. It's just I was going to go with pocket beams. That means like flowing ceilings, no bulkheads. I was going to add wains, like all the little bells and whistles. I would have made her choose a color that was safe, but kind of daring because you can change colors personally. Now she's chosen cabinets that are cream colors that are skin colored and the house she has to sell and now she's already spent what she had saved for 20 years to do her kitchen and it's so personal now when you walk in you look at it and you're like oh my god it, like you can't sell this it's great for you and you love it but how do you make your money back on this now you know, this Once again, an I'm going to disagree with that. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I think you should personalize it, but not extreme makeover type Pennington personalize it. Don't put a tree in your kitchen. Well, that's what you I'm trying to I mean? lead to. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to say when you when you choose, choose your colors, be, choose your bold colors. Be safe, but personal uh, at the same time. I right? think you should choose just your personality if you guys are planning on being here for the next two decades make it yours but don't go crazy extreme i think right i wanted to ask you guys a bunch of questions on perception of contractors contractor shows up to give you guys a quote and they roll in with a honda civic and a magnet <laughs> slapped on the side <laughs> okay next day the contractor shows up and he's in a van or pickup truck clean and decals all over the truck. What is your perception of the two contractors there? Ladders on top of the Honda Civic on a makeshift bungee cord roof rack. <laughs> First impressions, I think, have an impact, right? A so they bit. speak volumes here. Sure. You want somebody put together. I don't know. Let's say both prices are the same. Let's say both prices are the same. I, well, I would want to. I don't know. Don't we want like some references? What was that uh, Will Smith movie, Pursuit of Happiness, where he finally makes it to this interview <laughs> and he doesn't have his shirt. shirt on? He doesn't have a shirt. And he goes, and the guy goes to him, what would you say to a guy who wants a job and he doesn't have a shirt on? Well, he better have nice pants. <laughs> <laughs> so if you talk to them both, and I don't know, the, the Honda Civic guy with the decal convinces you, then 
you know, that's the guy, I guess. But yeah, for sure. You want, you know, you're going to spend money. You're already anxious of what it's going to cost. And can you trust this person to, to do a good job? Right. So, so you're looking for signs that you can trust them. Right. But that first sign of seeing that Honda Civic for argument's sake, listen, I drove a Honda Civic when I was a kid. Right. But it converts into a nice work truck when you set it up. But if you guys have that gut feeling when you first see it and you're like, oh, what's this all about? But then, you know, talking the walk and everything, mm-hmm. and then they start saying the right things and their quotes are in line. And now they're very professional and they're inside your house. Then you guys will still consider that person. You're not going to say, no, he's got the Honda Civic. That doesn't look really right. I would think so. Yeah, you mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I agree. Listen. Here's the other question. What if the two contractors, one comes in track pants covered in paint and just disheveled but the workmanship is amazing versus a guy who's got company shirt logos and pristine clean work pants not pristine clean but you know they've been clean are you guys going to be nervous about the track pant guy are you going to be work is still the same I don't know. First impressions are important. First too, impressions. Right? Go ahead, man. Deal. It's a well, podcast. You don't need to put I, your hand I, up. <laughs> I definitely want to tell you my opinion because go ahead. A lot of this is me and the people I work with. So I'm going to speak from my actual experience. I'm anti-track pants on a job site. So, That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a very passionate guy. You guys, you're just going to have to take my word on that. I'm very passionate with everything I do. A lot of times I don't have time or the money to put into my vehicle to fix it or clean it. So I'm so busy, but my work is 100%. People are always happy with me. I always fix everything and clean everything that everyone else has messed up. I could come here with my BMW. I could come here with my rusty van. I could come here with my 450. It's hard to judge someone like that. And I do remember when I had my Honda Civic and I was working out of my car, I was just as passionate as I am now. Another thing that's changed is we have things like Renault Run now. So you don't actually necessarily have to have a truck. You should. <laughs> you should have at least a truck. It doesn't have to look brand new. It doesn't have to be old. Sometimes I found that the guys on Instagram or the guys in construction that look the cleanest and are you know marketed the proper way, those are the guys going out of business. Those are the guys not finishing the jobs. There's also the guys with the civics don't have the tools. They're the guys with the iRobi tools. Mm-hmm. They're missing something. They're in and out of your house all day instead of just focusing and working on your house. Like, you know, you can get me and Manny. There's enough tools in our truck to do 10 different trades in mm-hmm. one house. So I don't have to go anywhere but my truck. But my truck doesn't look as nice as Manny's. Manny's is all decked out. It's really beautiful. He's <laughs> he's organized his life and he's very he, he knows his schedule and how to make his money in his 40 hours. I have a tile guy, a sub trade, right? So he told me about a job where he had a client. He was trying to fit it in like we talked earlier about just trying to sneak in this job and get it done. But this client refused to let him inside his house if he looked dirty. He just did not want him to work or even bring it in. doesn't matter if he brought in drop cloths or, or anything like that. He just, the client just said, no, come back when you're cleaner looking. I don't like that because, I mean, if he set up and my, my argument with the civic guy is that I don't think that individual might do a trail of cleanliness, you know what I mean? And prepare everything to get to the job site. Because the last thing we want is dust everywhere and you guys mm-hmm. freaking out and things like that, right? So that's why... There is that misconception. I gave a f- unfair, I think, because if they're doing the quotes are the same and the work is the same, just the vehicles are different. But I, I agree with you too that first impressions do say something. I'm not surprised by by what you what you said, Carlito. That uh, you know sometimes the the cover of the book looks pretty, and then you go in and it's mm-hmm. it's crap, right? Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm not surprised by that either. I did want to say another thing is right now I'm, you know, busting out someone else's t-shirt, you know, representing because, you know, I come into their store so often that they always give me gear. So I get to wear it for work. That should keep me somewhat clean at a job site and advertise for them. If I don't have my own shirts, I will tell you 80% of the time I have two blown knees. I got six herniated discs. You know, I'm a mess, but I'm, I'm moving forward. It doesn't affect anyone. No one ever really knows that I wear track pants. I don't wipe my hands in my pants. That's one thing I don't do. I don't put chemicals in my hands. I don't put, that means anything from powder to liquid form. I'm intelligent enough to, to cover my eyes with safety glasses. I cover my hands with gloves. I wear masks or use vacuums when I'm mixing product. I see a lot of guys, they're wiping it in their pants. And Manny, you're totally right. When a guy comes in filthy and stuff, like crumbs are dropping on the customer's <laughs> floor from their pants or you know, you could see wet on their pants. You're just like, what are you doing, man? Like, you know, there's a rag for that. I've had guys come by here on their way from work, right? So they're a mess. Yeah. And they're like, sorry, but I'm coming from work. And yeah, I get it, buddy. No problem, right? So. But it's also hard to get a good guy. If a guy is dirty, but you you feel your gut instinct, your instincts is this guy is a really good person. I think we're going to have a good experience with this person. It doesn't really matter what you look like or dress like do you both decide during the process of interviewing somebody or is it left to the lady of the house like <laughs> the analysts say it is i think i initiate all projects <laughs> the okay of all projects. that's good for sure definitely <laughs> which is what i'm about four projects ahead right now <laughs> just letting everybody know which is what came to mind when you said it's got to flip every 10 15 years as a guy i don't even think about these are like, things that we will uh, never do the kitchen yeah. he is so wrong so she'll mention a job i'm like holy shit we still have to do x y and z why are you even thinking of this stuff your kitchen's <laughs> beautiful by the way i'm on caesar's site you don't have to do anything in here <laughs> i think you got we'll five, five, six years. I got, I got. So you, okay. So you begin it. Do yeah. you, do you finalize it? Is it your final decision? No, I think we do that together. I think, I don't know. Caesar's looking at me. No, like, the industry, not. the industry tells me that it's her. She has yeah, the no. final say. I remember mm -hmm. we were talking to somebody once and uh, some sales lady and she goes, yeah, usually it's the woman who decides this. And Marie's like, yeah, not in this case. Right? <laughs> this case, he wants to be there and pick out the color. Yeah. <laughs> And to be honest, it like it's it works out well. I think usually what she I has usually in win, mind. Though. I do usually <laughs> win. Oh, so it's a competition, <laughs> so, is what you're saying? Okay. No, it's just because I might say something, and he's kind of like, I don't know about that. And then the professional agrees with me. That's a win. Oh yeah. Then well, we can't are they normally that. a woman? Well, if, yes. If they're anything like <laughs> Caesar, they're smart because <laughs> Caesar's very diplomatic. I, I learned that this morning when we were setting up. Yeah, that that is true. <laughs> but wouldn't you say like? You know, you, yeah, you definitely have the first idea a hundred percent of the time. Yes, and then as we talk through things, we kind of make it better. Uh, sure. Change, it exchanging grows. ideas. And then, yeah, if there's a, a professional person who gets involved, obviously they do their part as well. We're involved. Like we, we talk it out, everything. I don't ever say, yeah, just, you know, you decide this. No, like everything we, do we you, have to agree on. Do you guys like talking to the entire crew? Or would you guys just prefer to talk to the point person that you started the job with? Sometimes it's been where the point person isn't here, so you have to talk to the crew. So you right? have no problem speaking to the entire crew? No, but they sometimes can't always answer the questions. So you have to go back to your 
your contact. Yeah, I think that brings up another point where you get the salespeople that come in, do a great job on the sale, and then you never see this person ever mm-hmm. again to the point where you want to Photoshop wanted signs and put it on your house <laughs> going, where is this individual? And I think that's deterred us from using certain people. Like I'm thinking landscaping right now, but we haven't used people because we feel like, yeah, there's a salesperson and we haven't talked to the person who actually does but again, the work. If they're up front with that too, I'm, I'm cool, right? Like what, right now what comes to mind is when we had the, the electrical mm-hmm. done after the fact and that was like a small army of people who came and I feel like it was the, there was the lead guy who talked to us and then we just kind of texted to stay um, aligned gotcha. going into the actual job. And then I think it was three guys who showed up here and even from those three guys quickly had a rapport with the one guy that I was talking to. You make it work, I would say. But obviously the easiest thing is to just know, talk to the one guy and the one guy makes it happen. So the biggest problem I find is that when I'm dealing with a couple, who do I actually make the last decision with? Because the one thing as a contractor I hate is that you're both speaking to me at different times with two different looks at the project, yes. no matter how much you guys think you're on the same page. And that can really change the dynamics between the contractor and the client and how the project goes on timing, schedule, and budget. You guys are fine if we ask you guys. Well, the One person becomes a point person for right. you guys. And then you guys decide on who has a final decision or you guys don't do that. No, we no we'll do it together. And so you'll have it. Together. Okay, but that, that gets us back. I, or it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, right? we, um, no we, we work together, right? Sometimes she's available and I'm not or vice versa, right? So you got to deal with who's around. But I literally remember, um, again, with, uh, we put some light fixtures outside. So I literally on the phone, FaceTiming Marie so she can see Perfect. what the guy mm-hmm. is asking for. Right? Perfect. Or I've done the same with him. Yeah. Like we, one of us can be the point person, but we would be conferring with the other. I wonder how many of those situations you could predict who is going to get divorced and not divorced. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how bad it is between couples yeah. and renovations. You could have an amazing relationship and be at a, a beautiful point point of getting your dream project and after a renovation you guys hate each other want a divorce it's horrible that's why it's um, called divorce dust <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact right so it just is well there, it's such a financial commitment yes. right and you don't want to go over budget necessarily or you don't want to be ignored that brings up a great point like okay so let's say you guys are doing a hundred thousand dollar rental mm-hmm. <laughs> and you guys got to give up a deposit check you just met this person weeks earlier and you're giving up, let's say 10 grand. How's that feeling? Because we've heard of stories and we just recently did a podcast with another program that's starting out called Rental Shield, where they protect both parties. And they were telling us, what was the number is uh, 50,000 to start with? No, no, no. Sorry. No, no. Okay, sorry. How many people have been taken advantage of their deposit checks where it's, they're not contractors, oh, they're I, fraudsters. I forget the exact number. Sorry. I can't remember the exact number, but I think one in seven. Wow. If you need money to, to buy uh, the materials, which is totally fair, then it's, you know, and I'm, I'm not 100% uh, comfortable with you yet, then it's got to be in my name, right? So at least I get the material. Even if you disappear on me, I should own the material as opposed to you just taking this check. Well, just so you it. know, I used to be in a show, um, <laughs> and I, I won't mention the name. I'm very proud of it, but I won't mention it. And on this show... of the time that people were taken advantage of, the contractor would buy 
all the toilets, the tiles, the hardwood, the plywood, the two by fours, and he'd fill your house up with about $50,000 worth of material. Then he'd take you for another hundred. There has to be a fine balance. In all fairness in that show, that wasn't always the scope of reality. These were real, realistic. No, I mean in reality of construction terms. So that show basically went into... Uh, we found the worst of the worst. Exactly. But yeah. you you went into homeowners that were taking advantage of contractors. But there is a segment of the population that homeowners take advantage of yes. contractors. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's, so that's contractors true. are still taken advantage of as much as I think, if not more, than homeowners being taken advantage of contractors. Yeah. In, did that no. make sense? Did I did I say that right? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but I get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so, so his show was all about contractors taking advantage of homeowners. But I disagree with that. Where I think the reflection of the industry and what's really out there is homeowners are taking advantage of contractors more than vice versa. As in not paying them. Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't say that that was actual the facts. I'm saying that. Typically, that's the MO of a fraudster. You are right. A lot of homeowners actually put themselves in a lot of bad situations. And there are more homeowners that actually screw over contractors than contractors screwing over homeowners. It's a funny industry because when you guys get into a relationship with a contractor and you have to do a job, you have a gut-wrenching feeling in the beginning because you just met this person. They're a stranger. They're coming into your home. They're going to be doing work. You don't really know them just by referrals i guess from friends or family or the web and then at the end of the project you have to give up that last payment and some homeowners don't want to do it because of little here and there's that you did this wrong you did that wrong so we feel that we don't want to pay your last ten thousand dollars so we're going to pay you your last one thousand dollars so it comes down to contracts do you guys like contracts really detailed contracts or do you guys still deal with the handshake not today, man. You can't do No, there's contracts, but sometimes they change so often they're not always being updated. I wouldn't right? even shake that a happens. hand with family members sometimes, <laughs> man. <laughs> I've never seen um, like a super detailed yeah. contract for, for you know, home-related work. Carlito has a 14-page contract. Would you be intimidated by that? No, I would appreciate that, but that's, that's wow, me. Wow, it's one of the very few. Out of 10 projects I overview, I only get one. And that's because typically the people are so afraid. They're, they're either not serious. They're looking for a second and third price. Mm-hmm. Two, it intimidates them. They don't feel comfortable enough to ask me what these things mean or even take the contract to a lawyer for free to overview or somebody that's a family member that would understand the, the addiction of it all. And three, nobody, they think that that 14-page contract is only protecting me, but that 14-page contract is protecting both of us. It's details. If it's not on that contract, I'm not doing it. So there's nothing to argue about. So if there's an extra, typically I make you pay for the extra because if we come to a point where I can't move forward and it becomes an extra, I get you to pay for for that extra, I finish it, and then we're back on the contract again. And then we continue forward again. That brings up a good point because this this program, Rental Shield, is actually just getting started. And would you guys feel more comfortable if there was a program where you move money digitally into an escrow account and then once the contractor finishes the work, you approve that and then that money's sent off to them? Would you guys feel a lot more comfortable instead of handing over a big $10,000 check just to get things started? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, so. yeah, off the top of my head, I think so. It makes sense. A little bit of ease, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. so, we are, I, I've told Carlito, like the last few jobs I've done, every sub-trade has wanted to get paid e-transfer. We're living more in a digital mm-hmm. age where, and I'm sure you guys do this too, where you're when you are looking at your next four projects where he's not, 
you're already <laughs> looking at Pinterest and house and getting ideas and talking to people. So everything is not coming from hard publication or you guys going out mm -hmm. to showrooms. You guys are actually starting the ball rolling from a digital landscape first and then going that way. I've always argued that everybody, he's a little bit of a dinosaur where, you know, <laughs> he's a little bit of a dinosaur, right? That is where, the best dinosaur impression ever. <laughs> I thought it was him trying to form a word. That's what I thought that was. Uh, but most contractor, I'd say 95% are using the digital landscape now to communicate with everybody. All my clients go on social media to follow the work progress. So if mm -hmm. that, that's a good thing. So, and then all the leads are coming from a digital platform and everything's going. So the word of mouth has become a digital word of mouth, which I think is really important to say. So would you guys agree with that? If a friend or family member has used somebody, then there's obviously a different level of trust going in, but, but otherwise, yeah, we're, everything is, is digital now. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're, you're accustomed to, um, you know, to just using it, leveraging it as much as possible. So yeah, makes sense. Are you nervous seeing, uh, and I'm not going to hate on the millennials here because mm -hmm. I've received a couple of DMs saying, tone down the hate on millennials, Manny. There are some really good, hardworking millennials. There, there are. And, I, and I, I work with them and I've seen them and I've met with them and they're great. Do you guys get nervous if a crew comes in and they're mostly of a younger age group versus the old? You, come on. You guys are Italian. So the old school European guys coming in that have the tricks and you're like pretty impressed that they're 70, 80 years old and they can still pull <laughs> off stuff. And then you get these young guys that are on their phones more, holding their Star Starbucks cup, showing up in a Mercedes coupe. Do you guys have that perception too? Or do you guys, oh no, he's good, so just wave that away from them. I think that is um, uh, for sure a general perception that the younger generation just doesn't have the pride to do the, the work well. The work habits are not great. Yeah, we're Italian and you've had the displeasure of meeting my father no, too. No, it's and, entertaining. Uh, I remember the displeasure. We, we, the foreman, the one that comes over and My shoulders are still sore. It's just like. So we're standing outside because, uh, you know, he was, when, when they were doing the work, any work, he's around and Manny can attest to that. I love it. So, he, you know, he's, he's standing out there with me and uh, the first guy arrives and he's walking to the house and my father couldn't even look at him from the way he was walking. <laughs> it sounds I, like my father. <laughs> right? It was like Okay, that's a just comedy. overdone. It's a overdone. comedy sketch, right? But yeah, it's, it's a bit much. you know, just from the way the kid was walking, it's like, this is bad news. It's not a good worker. You know what I mean? So Was he? No. He was a good worker. No, he was not a oh. good worker. <laughs> it's amazing. My mother used to do the same thing with my girlfriends. I'd bring them home and she'd say, get her out of here. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's about, it's about you, when you've been in the industry, you know. You just know the way a person walks. It's their attitude. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The way I, they present I themselves. I it's, agree. I love it. I love it. It's like, uh, I remember Chris Rock one time uh, saying that um, he'd bring, when he was single, he'd bring girls home to meet his mother just to let her see that he was dating. And he goes, sometimes I didn't know any nice girls, so I try to pass off a hoe as a nice girl. <laughs> So they'd be having dinner, and the and the mother would be talking to the hoe, and everything would be going well. And then the, the hoe would go to the bathroom, and the mother would be like, "You know, baby, I think she's a hoe." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. <laughs>
I don't know how we got here. I That's don't, Caesar. Uh, younger, no, uh, younger perceptions perception. are often reality, right? It's true. Um, I know, because I've spoken so to true. some guys that are in their late 20s, and they're actually custom building homes, and they have a hard time walking into a homeowner's current home, and they look at them and going, okay, so when's your boss arriving? They're really well established, and they've done mm-hmm. two or three homes already underneath them. Like, I don't think age should be something we consider as, oh, you're not good enough. I think it's more the whole package that we yeah. were talking about. Like, yeah, we definitely. want you to be serious. You got to be on time. Oh, that's um, a big one. Well, on time is a big one. But, yeah. like, those are things that count, right? For somebody who's spending that kind of money. I just went to go that. do a quote where it was in Toronto West, and the, the, the appointment was set for 9 a.m. Right. So I had no problem. And, and all of a sudden I scheduled my ways and I, I there's traffic. It's Toronto. Right. And I arrived literally uh, 20 minutes before I sat in my van, caught up with my social media. I hopped out of my van 10 minutes before and he was already on the porch and he was like, you're on time. <laughs> and I'm like, wasn't I supposed to be? He goes, uh, that's normally not the case. Time is a big thing. Yeah, I, no, I think guys I think need to understand. Is. you. If you set up an appointment at a certain time, you don't show up at that time. You show up 10, 15 minutes like you said. And unfortunately, this is the thing. When you're hiring a contractor, you're not asking the personal questions that you might have to ask and do investigations like, hey, uh, do you have any new babies in your life? When Fishing. you When you have a kid between you know one and eight, I can guarantee you the guy's going to be showing up 9, 10 o'clock every day, and he's going to be leaving at 4 o'clock. And he's going to have to leave guys behind because he's a young guy trying to juggle his wife and his child and his business. And those are other things that you have to investigate when hiring a younger contractor. But I'll tell you, 60% of my work that I sub out are to younger guys. And I've been in this industry over 30 years. I am a dinosaur for many reasons. And one of them is I've learned to develop new skills, but what we have available now in tools and techniques, wow, it's amazing. And only a youngster can be up to speed in these things unless you're doing what Manny does, going out to all the shows, educating yourself, keeping yourself updated with that kind of education. That brings up a good point. We always have fun on the podcast, and I'm curious. I don't even know if I know this about you, Caesar. What tool brand are you? And are you, I don't want to disrespect you maria are you are you what tool brand are you yeah i don't have any tools i was gonna say makita (laughs) i'm just the idea person okay all right so what tool brand are you leaning towards he's like what do you have in the in the garage there in the basement so just so you know when he came to help with the (laughs) built-in i had a table saw and a miter saw and he goes yeah it's a little bit fisher price Yeah. I won't say the brand. I won't Does say the brand. Does that sound like Manny? Does that... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was being nice. So, he... so I gave him my saws. I was like, here, go ahead. Oh, use these ones. Right? So wait a second. You're a Bosch man. <laughs> no, no, no. No, worse. This was the uh, Ryobi. You mentioned it before. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I believe that Ryobi is for homeowners. It's for people that totally. need to fix things around and their house. He's a homeowner, so it's perfect. Totally. I, it's perfect. I wanted to get whatever three jobs out of it three projects out of it and that's that was my uh, you know objective going in it's like okay this is i know this is not good quality but it's gonna get me these three jobs and I'll oh be done it's good it. quality if you maintain it and don't abuse it but mm. when when you're cutting pieces of wood and you're cutting a thousand two by fours and 200 yeah. two by sixes and you're cutting lvls and yeah, you yeah. need something that's commercial and it's strong. That's why I go with Hilti. Here we go. 
<laughs> this podcast is not bought Hill to by Hilti, <laughs> the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> so what brand would you lean towards? Are you still Ryobi? Or um, did you buy anything that's a little more? If I really needed something that, you know, for longer term, I don't know. Uh, is Bosch any good? I don't know. Uh, is... Wait a minute. What's your dad have? You know what he would do? He would just ask his dad or he'd ask you, Manny. Exactly. That's what I was just thinking. I'm trying to think of what your dad has. No, he's just got. A he's mishmash, got a mix match, yeah. He because he, he was a crane op, right? So he wasn't really on the tools that much, right? Yeah, he, he's got a mix match. And he you does can't, have some stuff. Yeah, but some. you know what, Caesar? There is really no right and wrong in tools. It's a big gag that me and Manny do all the time. It does show us what level you're at, how serious you are, how many projects you've actually done in construction. It will kind of give us like a guideline of how much knowledge you do have it does show character i respect sure, sure. the work that a contractor does doesn't matter which what with what brand that they do it with you know what i mean for yeah. sure for sure i rather it's that whole argument about you can give a brand new tool to a useless idiot he's mm -hmm. still not going to be able to build something nice but you can give a crappy tool to a, a really skilled yeah and they'll do a great job and i just want to ask you guys what you think things cost a typical kitchen, a new kitchen today without appliances, what do you think you should allocate for a budget for a new kitchen? Let's say the kitchen that we're in right now, which is, I'm going to say linear feet wise, you've got about 25 linear feet of counter space. You've got a separate range and ovens and you've got a sink and fridge dishwasher and you're going full up but to nine there's feet. there's all the bells and whistles are in here. What do you guys think this would cost today? 50000 I was going to go sixty. Wow, very yeah, realistic. You guys are pretty good. I would have said 45. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. All right. What do you guys think a plumber charges to install a fixture? Uh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, it's a good answer, actually. <laughs> what do you guys think, honestly? A plumber will charge... To come uh, here and hook up, hook up a toilet. Not, not with buying the toilet, just installing just it. Just installing Just the installation? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to go 250. That's what I was Okay, that's not bad. You're it, way the, off. The the price is around three fifty to five hundred. Really? Twice. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Okay. What do you guys think it costs to install a single recessed light, a pot light? Ooh, Ooh we've done this. I know. Mm. You guys mentioned it so earlier. So one. Just one. Okay. Hundred dollars. Mm, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, not, not bad. bad. Anywhere from 120, 110, 120. Well, I'd say Ooh. ninety to one sixty. I know it's a huge depends. leap, but it depends, depends on yes. Yeah. What I mean, you, I said $100. Not that I really want to pay that, but... <laughs> well, wait, but so we're going back to... Oh, that's not what you guys want to pay, but you guys are kind of answering... No, we're just thinking that's realistic. This is what the industry is asking for. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. What do you guys think a whole new set of windows and doors for a whole house? Because dum, dum, this is a 10-year-old house, so realistically, your windows are going to need replacing in the Shut next up, 10... Shut up, Shut up. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I'm not on that project yet. C Caesar, don't forget, triple pain. <laughs> Triple pain is only for sound, guys. Do not listen to anybody saying anything otherwise. It is just for sound. It is night and day difference for sound. If you're by a road or a, or a, a train tracks. Yeah. So if you guys want to, no, not so much. But if there's a lot of sound, if you're downtown where you are, yeah. Bullard Bathurst, right, right, it's it's sound. If you want to park it on your your second floor, you guys will sleep a lot better. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys think a, a window package? Normally. normally Twenty-five windows and doors are in an average home. Oh, what do no you think? Idea. How much money is spent so on that? Doors too. Right? Doors too. Your front door, your garage door, your side door. We all know what front doors can cost. Wait a second. That's are right we going here. blue collar? Are we going white collar? We're we're gonna go. Let's go mid. I just want to get an idea. Okay, so what white you guys, collar. Yeah. I don't know. 
$50,000. He's not bad. Yeah, not bad I, at all. I would say about that amount. Too. Not bad at all. What do you guys think a single garage door costs with the opener? With the opener, couple uh, grand. One, one of them. One. Yeah, I would say about twenty five hundred. Well, you guys, are, that's pretty good. Okay, what do you guys think hourly wise trades make? Finished carpenter. What do you, what what should a finished carpenter tra- charge? That's baseboards, doors, casings, trim, hanging a door. On yes. An hourly basis for their labor. Yes, just for the labor. We're not even talking material here. No, just for the I labor. I don't know. I'm gonna guess a hundred bucks an hour. Wow, oh. I'm becoming can, a. Can trim you sign carpenter. this contract right now and just? <laughs> <laughs> no, anywhere from forty-five to fifty-five, maybe I, as high I, as sixty-five. I usually say I usually say forty-five to sixty-five dollars. Tile setter. What do you guys think they charge per square foot for a large format and also for mosaic? What do you guys think they charge oh, per square foot? Not including the tile material. We didn't do our homework. I know. These are just... No, I'm trying to get your perception. Prepared. I'm totally get, trying to get your um, perception on what you guys think per, this industry per, is. Per tile, did you say? Per, per square, square foot. foot. So these are two foot by two foot in the floor in the kitchen here. So there's four square feet per. And that's how they charge is per square foot? Generally, Typically. Generally, yeah. Tile installers will charge per square foot. Three, three bucks a square foot. Whoa. Whoa. Who's the caveman <laughs> now? Oh, my goodness. You're anywhere from, honestly, like 15 to 18 for no. large format. And mosaic can get as high as 25 to 30, depending on if it's glass or even more intricate. Marble. Marble, you're into 30s and 40s, a square foot to install. Wow. There's a lot of detail in yes. those prices. There's involved, right? But We're just cutting it short right now. So I don't want listeners thinking that they can go just go charge for that. You like, can find a guy for like an two, example, $3 a square foot. It's just, I don't think he will have a valid Canadian passport. That's no. all I'm going to say. <laughs> when, this, when this house was being built, the laborers were getting $3 a square yes. if they're lucky. If you hired mm. someone to do this job today, it should be between 14 and 21. 14 being for the floor. That means, you know, using self-leveler, using the DITRA, screwing down the floors. Like that's all that's the- a great point because there's a lot of... We keep on going back to this $1 that a contractor makes isn't a dollar that they're taking home. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's attached yeah, to every like single trade. Yeah, like being taxed like 65 to 70%. Well, no, the material cost, right? the operating cost, all that stuff, right? I wanted to ask you guys, what's the most important room in your house? Hands down, the most important room on two different levels. The most aesthetically pleasing important room and the most functional pleasing room in the house kitchen caesar yeah i was gonna say the kitchen the kitchen yeah what's the least important function aesthetic room in the house in our case we're they're all important manny okay (laughs) i think so well in our case we're addressing our master bedroom last why it's just because it happened to be that way but not because it's the least important room by room you guys are taking so if you make mistakes in other rooms you take all those mistakes and bring it to the master bedroom well well, i think that's a plus (laughs) (laughs) don't worry girls your rooms are okay ours is gonna be amazing (laughs) yeah you guys we slopped some paint on we're good No, instead, I think the like the main floor because people see it, right? You want to get it quickly, you know, to a nice uh, level. And then, it, you know, I've got daughters. I wanted their rooms to be done well quickly. And it just so happened, yeah, the master bedroom was last. Just yesterday, we were laughing about the fact that at one point we were sleeping with the mat, the the box spring right on the floor. Oh, I remember those days. It was months. We don't even know how long. It was months. That's pretty embarrassing. In this house. Oh, in this house. In this house. I was talking about my 20s. No. No, man. <laughs> something yeah. broke and we didn't buy anything to replace it and we just kind of made do, right? Because oh, it's the last those, thing you do. But those are the funnest years. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> I, was a, I don't know about that. was inside the last 10 years, man. I wasn't in my 20s. It's just... <laughs> we so just... what's the runner-up to the kitchen? What's the second most important room? I would say the bathrooms. Master? All of them um, or just master? I would say the master. The master bathroom? Well, I mean, all the bathrooms are important to be functional and updated. And But we did that one first, right? We Yeah, we did the powder, the powder room, room first. Because you guys went back to guests coming by. That's the only one they're going to use. They're not going to go upstairs. Mm-hmm. They're definitely not going to go downstairs because it looks like concrete still, right? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. perfect. Manny? There is no bathroom. <laughs> so my me? number two is the family room. Like I, I really enjoy it. Oh, but there's, but there's I, never, I never much to you, do in a family room. Yeah. You know, never, you can do some copper ceiling, crown molding, some wainscoting, a building. Yeah. There's not really that much detail to a living room unless you get into fireplaces and. But mantles. you probably spend more time in a family room than you do in a kitchen. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe I think, not. I think, I think you both spend more time. Are used a lot. I, I was. Sure. You asked me. I would say master bedroom, master bathroom is the most important room in my opinion. I'm also pretty much. I include the bathroom and the master bedroom as one. Yeah, as one unit. Definitely the most important. I'm the one making the money. I have to deal with my wife. If I don't have a happy life, I don't have a happy wife. So the same way goes both ways, right? And the kitchen definitely because there's just way too much stuff. And you've got to feed yourself and guests. So those are my two favorites. Is there anything wrong in this kitchen for you guys? I'm sure, Marie, you found a few. Oh, She's got a list already? Probably. What <laughs> would you have wrong in this kitchen? There's nothing. You've got tons of storage. You I can would... visually see everything. It's super clean. My only problem is I got just like a quarter of an espresso bag left. That's my big problem with the kitchen right <laughs> that's, now. That's a major Which I problem. Fix today. That's a I will major get on that problem. Today. <laughs> you know what? If I were to do anything again, I would just reconfigure configure some of the the upper cabinetry like just have it look a little different but i mean i I do like this i would be sacrificing storage to do that which isn't always my favorite if i was your contractor i would tell you to just stay away from this kitchen it's beautiful there's nothing you need in here i would say open concept maybe uh, yeah, get was, into this man. I Listen, was considering right. that. I, I would, that looks would like be nice I would rather see you spend your money on some really nice, classy details. I love copper ceilings and crowns and just the things that really, you know, you could be sitting on that couch and you'll look up at those coffers and go, those are beautiful coffers. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. I'll show up in 10 years and rip this kitchen out. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> It'll still be in great condition. You got to pull the trigger on the basement. You guys will definitely use that space. No, I do. What do you guys think that basement? What's the budget on the basement? Realistic budget, because I'm assuming in the basement, rec room area, Mm -hmm. gym area, storage, home theater. Not so much the home theater, and like maybe a place to hang out and watch. So a rec rec area, yeah. uh, Kitchenette, little kitchenette, pool table. Uh, That's part of the rec area. Yeah. Uh, Bathroom, definitely a bathroom, right? Yeah. Uh, what else can we put down there? Yeah, just the storage, the the workout area. I think that's it. Like, kind of open. So, what do you guys this, think this that is costs? My, I, I found the picture. <laughs> this is my He's favorite <laughs> thing in my basement. He's showing us a picture. <laughs> oh, that's wicked! <laughs> of a backboard with I, two two by sixes that are holding I it up. Put it up. This backboard for myself. It's the rim is almost seven feet up high. <laughs> wow. And I use it every day, pretty much. My wife can attest to it because it, it makes, makes a ton so of noise. And it makes so much yeah. noise. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so you need some sound. Yeah, I know. Be- because of the cost, honestly, I don't want to do it. I can't imagine, you know, justifying the, the kind of money that's required down oh, there. Oh, come on. But what do, you guys think it, what do you guys think it costs? How many square Over feet down there? Over $100,000. I'm going to say sure. 1,500 square feet down there, right? 
I'm going to say about 1500 Yeah, that's, that's a fair So you, you're saying just over 100000 to make that? Easily, I would say. That's fantastic. Uh, I'll take the job. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys I mean, did it, it all yourself. I mean, it depends on the finishes, right? But yeah. I don't know. No, I, I would guess it just keeps going up. So what is it now? 150 Like Possibly. That, I just tell, that's I tell, really I don't know. crazy classy. When I say forty or fifty thousand dollars for a basement, it's looking like forty or fifty thousand. When you get into eighty, ninety thousand, a hundred, you're really starting to get a beautiful product. And one hundred and fifty, you've got crazy details that everyone's going to be talking about when they leave your house, right? Mm -hmm. so. We just don't want it to look any better than the first floor. That would be pretty bad. But it has <laughs> to look complimentary to the yeah, first floor. Yeah, definitely complimentary. But we don't want it to be the best floor. <laughs> and everything else is kind of like, oh, okay. But you'll use that space. That's why it's going to be valuable space, right? Yeah, yeah. we would use it. We you totally would use, use it. it. I don't know. Man. Yes, we would. I haven't met anybody who hasn't done their basement and not use it. They've always used it. Can I ask you guys, how do you feel about a laundry room on the uh, bedroom floor? I'm a fan. Like, yeah, that would be convenient for me because I'm always having to bring everything down. Because right? you so, got to climb yeah. up and down to do laundry mm -hmm. when everybody gets undressed upstairs and then you just yeah, throw it in the laundry. Yeah, everything is upstairs pretty it's much. Done. Yeah. But a lot of people don't like it because of the noise. Because mm -hmm. normally when you set the timer for the washing and dryer, it's late at night, right? Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, that's not too convenient, that part. Because you'll be down here in the family room or the kitchen using it, and then all of a sudden you're doing laundry, so now you got to climb. So I guess how many times you... I still like the laundry on the second floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Realistically talking, you know, when you hire a contractor, he gives you two weeks or three weeks, or sometimes you get into a project that you know is going to take six months to a year. How realistic are you guys about that contractors do get sick and do have to go on vacations, and how do you feel about that? While the work is going on. Getting sick is, you know, you, you can't plan that, right? But if you've got a vacation, yeah, I mean, just, just let me know in advance. And I think it's all about being upfront. Like yep. if we know that it's going to take six months because there's a vacation or there is that, that's fine. I mean, if you're getting sick, nobody can predict that. So we get that. What's We're talking coronavirus here? Or <laughs> <laughs> you just have to take your vitamin C. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Wash your hands. What's the make or break? What's the, the break of a contractor coming in to price your job? What is it that really that just makes you feel like, I don't want to use this guy? Or the other side, I really want to use this guy. What is it that they, they can say or do that will just be the deal maker, the deal breaker? I think it's just a feeling, you know, whether you can trust the person or not. I think it's in the details, too, that you've heard the right things. Everything makes sense. It's logical. They maybe even highlighted things that you didn't even realize. And it makes sense again. Yeah, experience, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So you guys like being educated. So the communication, letting everybody know the schedule, mm -hmm. what's going on, if we have a vacation planned, or these are the guys that are going to arrive on site. Transparency, communication. Yes. Keep yes. that up, and then that's those are all deal makers, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, just mm -hmm. that level of trust, that rapport you feel with somebody, you either feel it or you don't. And if you don't, unless it's a super short, you know, thing, they can do something inside of one day, and it's like, yeah, just come do it and get lost, right? But if it's if it's a lengthier thing, for sure, like it's all about that relationship that you're you're feeling. Is it a good experience to work with a contractor, or is it kind of a gut wrenching? Oh, we got to go through this and. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I, I get it. Three quotes, four quotes, five quotes. Got to meet four or five strangers. Come in. I got to talk about the same thing over and over five times. It's like dating five different women. You know what I mean? Is that a gut-wrenching kind of experience? We I, like it because we love talking construction. I love talking. Hence the podcast. Mm -hmm. I guess most homeowners don't like that experience. That's the least, I think, attractive part. It's the 
trying to find the contractor. Find the guys. Right? So you're talking to everybody. Yeah, you're hoping you mentioned all the right details so you are getting the same types of quotes. Like you don't want to, oh, we missed this one big element and so now the quotes are different. So you worry a little bit about that. And I think finally when you get to choose one, it's like, okay, let's hope it works out. Yeah, no, it's Even at that point, huh? Yeah, well, sometimes you feel that way, yeah. I'm very anxious through the whole thing. Really? Yeah, very much so. Quality of work is what I think keeps us anxious throughout the work. And it's one thing to, you know, you compared it to dating women. Yeah, it's it's one thing when you're just talking to folks, you haven't committed, right? That's that's okay. But then when you're ready to commit, it's like, yeah, you are holding your breath that they do everything that they said, you know, that it's well, well done. And it's, you know, and even after they leave, is it, is it going to crumble on you? Right. Are they going to return if something goes wrong? All that stuff. I did want to talk about uh, the small projects. It it seems to be an ongoing problem and a problem for, you know, homeowners, contractors, and the listeners. It's a good time to kind of take all those projects and turn them into one job for a contractor so you get all those little things done so you don't have to hire young guys or people rushing through your home it seems like it's a problem there's always like loose ends left and who do you trust to do those things i guess which is what my sister's doing with you right yeah. she's now like you did the the basement i don't know less than five years five ago. years ago and now they do have a laundry list of stuff around Literally, the house. Literally, there's a laundry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's three bathrooms. There's the garage. Storage is big. Functionality is big. Mm-hmm. They really want a beautiful, functional master bathroom. They want to update the kids' bathrooms. The garage is missing a bunch of, of storage that they could be using properly and the door hitting the drywall all the time, right? So, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. I think what they did is they've been living in the basement, loving it so much that the rest of the house is not looking as favorable. So they want to start updating that. But yeah, that's, yeah, there's a lot of work involved there, but Mm -hmm. it's good. Most people get an idea and they want it done right away. I really, really want to stress that you need to take your time on finding a person, not get frustrated. When you're looking for a contract, do not get frustrated. Take your time. It's going to be a better experience and a better project if things go slower. What are some of the nice new luxury things that Marie, you have seen on Pinterest and House and out there? Oh, that you would, would want that you don't have right now in your home. I've told clients over and over 10 years ago, heated floors was a must. Yeah, heated floors is nice. Now heated sure, towel holders. Those kinds of conveniences Heated are nice. toilet seat. Or the, the <laughs> toilet seat that does everything else for you too. That's pretty cool. We joke about having like a, a wrapper level shower, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I <Yeah>. love it. <laughs> a wrapper level shower. Or, like, or master what, bathroom. That's dry, what we something want. What is dry a me? Dry <laughs> me right after I'm done. <laughs> okay, all right. A car wash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be cool too. Just, that would be really practical if we could just dry me. You just but stand at the door and uh, you just go through all these sections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it rotates you through. Would you put a counter everywhere you go and it's 30 seconds left? Espresso 20. bar, you know, <laughs> food. <laughs> what other luxurious items do you... We've got, like, her sisters, they have, like, theater rooms in the basement. That doesn't really appeal to me. I've never been a fan of a home theater. I love them. I don't. Yeah, I, I go to the theater. Them. Yeah, it's not the same anymore. <laughs> it is the same Not to even me. in VIP, it's not it, the same. No, I don't go to VIP because that's a home theater. I think <laughs> a theater at home should be your family room. I think a TV should be a certain size and you should just be comfortable to watch a movie or a TV show that way. I don't think you need to build a mini home theater in your house. That's me. I'm not a television. I don't, so I don't watch TV. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to the radio. I don't believe the news. Captain Caveman. Yeah, but... 
uh, definitely I'll enjoy Netflix and movies with my wife and family. I will take fantasy time. And for me, having a theater, it's... But we're so busy doing so many things in life. Like life is not boring at all. So we have so many things going on and it's so everything's so amazing that I don't need those things, you know? So like a theater room is just basic. Go in, watch a movie, get out and get back to reality, right? I like all the the finishing stuff, right? Like I would, it, it takes me so much time to do built-in stuff, but I would love it even in our master bedroom if the, you know, if I could add built-in features. Details. I think it would be, it just be, could be really, really beautiful. So I think less of the hardware appliance-y stuff and more just putting stuff up. Like I love the, the wood trim stuff and. Yeah, I love Wayne I Scott and Cofferts. Every house I go into, I go, oh, you could put Cofford here. <laughs> Wayne Scott over there. Here's the price. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next project, guys? Master bedroom. Master bedroom. Uh, yeah. Bathroom. That includes the bathroom? Oh, no, that's separate. Yeah, but it will include the bathroom. See, I told you I'm ahead of him. You can't do the bedroom without doing the bathroom because it needs to be done. you got to wake up and go to the bathroom. You should do the bathroom first because you have to go through your bedroom. So the bedroom is the last one. To suffer. The bedroom isn't really necessitating any kind of renovation. It's really just cosmetic, Cleaning it up, right? Yeah. It's just paint and some furniture. It's the bathroom that needs. I mean, I'm sure you guys, stuff. if you saw it, you'd have ideas that Marie would fall in love with. Totally. Oh, yeah, yes. Right. <laughs> So. Yeah, it needs it's it's such a basic bathroom. It's yeah. like it needs needs a lot of work. Well, your sister already saw my white bathroom and he just said, "Yeah, go ahead and do that." I was like, "No, no, 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 no. That that's a six-figure bathroom. You got to calm down here, right? So, let's decide what we're going to do here." Um, I was I was hoping that you were going to say something about the garage. Like that's a it's a go-to place for me these days. I'm seeing a lot of my friends are like doing amazing, you know, toolboxes and you know workshops well let's start with the floor just epoxy the floor get it done you spill gas you spill oil you wipe it up it's done it's clean it's easy then storage organize the bikes organize the tools the ryobi tools organize everything right the the porsche the ferrari (laughs) no lips (laughs) no lips don't get into the world of lips but yeah there's i think there's opportunity there no for sure i would appreciate um like let's call it a cleaner uh, garage, right? So yeah, the the, with floor the floor makes sense to me and storage and some of the walls, the drywalling is brutal, right? That should be you know redone. And you don't want to look at it, Carlito. He's a drywall guy. <laughs> I'm an everything guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, don't look at it. Don't look. We at need it. to prepare it before you look at it. And we so we've got this three car garage, but. It's a tandem, right? On one side, there's you know room for two cars. To be honest, a lot of the uh, shelving was just my father took it upon himself to put it up, right? So it's all oh, it's I know practical, I know, but it's not pretty or anything. For, so for yeah, sure, yeah, but it's better nothing. Oh yeah, no, by all <laughs> means, right? yeah, it's done the job, but it could be better for sure. Oh, for just sure. more organized. If there's one thing that you guys can tell contractors out there, what would it be? If they, when they come to you guys to sell their service, provide their service. Tell yeah. it like it is. Yeah, be honest. And that means what it's going to cost, how long it's going to take, stuff you know how to do and don't know how to do, right? Like if somebody were to tell me, look, I can make it look like this, but if you really wanted you know, something more intricate or whatnot, it's not me, right? Like just be honest. Yeah, Same. I would have to agree. Yeah. It's honesty and just commitment. Like you, you've said this, then do that. Uh, Caesar, I think it was fantastic that you're not afraid of large contracts. I don't think that anyone else should. That's a lot of detail in there. And those are the problems that always occur between contractor and homeowner. Homeowner always says, 
but I told you that was that what I wanted and I wanted this and I wanted that and you said yes and then your contract doesn't show that and then you don't have you can't basically go back and forth and find out what really was in that contract or what wasn't. So the, the, the classic is sign the contract with the husband and then have the wife make all the changes and add additions and then come to the final bill and go, no, we never agreed to that. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whoa. That's what we have to deal with. And just one pet peeve I've always had with homeowners. Whenever I leave the site, because I do have to leave the site, when I walk away, I leave the guy, say, building a washroom. When I come back, they're hanging a door. And I say, I say, hey, man, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And they say, who did you speak well, to? Well, the homeowner told me to do the door. And I said, are they paying you or am I paying you? <laughs> and, then I, and then I'm left with the homeowner. That, and I say, listen, the next time you speak to my, you know, you can ask questions and you can about what's going on. But please don't get them off of what we've already discussed, because now it's a timeline. And it's a new budget and so on. So. But it's a good team that will always say, speak to Carlito or speak to mm-hmm. Manny, right? They yeah. won't say, okay, sure, we'll do it. I got a door in the in the van right now. I'll do it. No, it doesn't work that way, right? I know you mentioned Lover to List It. <laughs> Sorry, Manny. <laughs> Don't worry. I've got a funny story about Lover to List It. Uh, we'll leave it at that. What do you guys think of those shows? Be honest, please. Okay, oh. I can watch them all day. Oh, wow. I love, I it's love like scratching a blackboard, man. I, you know what I like really? about it? I like looking at stuff that doesn't look so great and then the magic that happens once it's renovated. Like, I love that. I love are are it. you watching it all day because of the knowledge, the ideas, the realistic perspective of the construction industry? What do no, you, no. Why are you watching it? I for? mean, I get that they're cutting it and, and editing and all of that stuff. I think it's more just the process of something can be so ordinary looking and then they make it look modern. And, and uh, Well, yeah, they do. I mean, sometimes it's realistic and sometimes it's staging like you can tell it's just the staging you know sometimes they talk a little bit about like why this you know might be better than another item like a type of service that's better than another but i think it's just more the transformation of how pretty things can look for me i don't go looking for the shows to be honest but if she's watching a lot of times i'll get hooked too right you're they get you like a lot of what she said transformation and then you know it's it's personalities too right like so the host are you digging the host or not if they're annoying to you forget it change the channel right but so you like the host from the love it or listen um no and i don't always like the host i gotta be honest (laughs) i'm i'm more after i like the process like i just like this not so nice looking stuff going to like whoa that looks so much nicer and sometimes it is it's just like paint and again, some of the staging, but it's like, yeah, that looks so much nicer. Or furniture arrangement. Sometimes it's not construction. I would love for you to get onto one of their real job sites and have a closer look at this prettiness. <laughs> I would but love to I, see I it. Would I like would. To, I would like to say something, a couple of things positive Coke about television. comes to um, mind. <laughs> I, I grew up on Bob Vila. He wasn't a real contractor, but... He I, never portrayed himself yeah, as a real contractor. But I, but I got into construction... For reasons of television, when I did get into television, television changed my life. It made me a better person, educated me. It gave me time to learn where in construction, when you're working, sometimes you do the same thing for 10 or 15 years. Mm. You never change your ways. You don't get to And that's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. But what I'm saying is sometimes when you're making money, you forget to learn. You forget to educate Mm -hmm, yourself. mm -hmm. You forget to take time out for your family and, you know, the important things. And television really has given me the tools and the knowledge to become the person I am. I like TV and 
Instagram and everything else. So I'm so, curious, yeah. Caesar, which host do you actually like? From these reno shows? Yeah. And I'm a little bit afraid to answer in front of you, man. Um, <laughs> First of all, you guys I mean, both know I'm a big that teddy was a, bear, okay? That I, was my own loud voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, th- does anybody really jump to mind? Okay, um, I, come on, property well, no. brothers are fine. No, I, I oh think my I like. Oh my god! Oh my god! I said <laughs> I it. I think there, there's that couple. Uh, it's <laughs> a, a husband and wife, and he's kind of a From big galoot, and she's a, a oh, petite oh, that blonde, is uh, like hometown. Hometown. That is um, Hotown? Home. Hotown. <laughs> I did not. I say will that. look for Hotown on HDTV. <laughs> no, I know who you're talking about. I forget their names, though. Yeah. Aren't they divorced? I thought they recently separated. I yeah. saw in the trade papers. I think she cheated on him yes. and with the plumber. Here we go. We're, we're creating gossip right no, now. No, no, it's facts. <laughs> she cheated with the plumber and now she's got her own show and uh, he's not doing no, anything with her. I think that's another couple. There's a couple of them that have recently separated. Oh, there's a lot so of you them. Know. Money, 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 money. Money. <laughs> so the Property Brothers are fun. You know that neither one of them knows how to swing a They're hammer. professional actors. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing that I think is, honestly, like I get that part. It's just still the stuff looks much well, nicer. What I have a problem with shows like that is that these guys are actually taking the royalties of saying, I did this work. Yes. And the guys that did the work don't get anything yes. for it. That's the problem. Um, I yeah, have. That's not cool. Another thing is there's a many shows that, you don't hear in public, but we hear in the trades that have been ripped off by some of these number one shows and they leave the contractors hanging. They don't Ooh. pay them. They don't give them any do, do residuals. Do a Google search. We're probably going to get in trouble for this, but yeah. do, do a Google it's search a on Lover Listed on how many times litigation has come across their boards really? for all the projects that they've done. Oh Just do God. a Google search on that. And I don't even want to, I'm not even going to tell you any names. We're going to get in trouble. Uh, I've gone into many homes and I say, oh my God, who was the contractor that did this? And they go, and I go, are you kidding me? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I can't believe it. And I've got a bad taste in my mouth now because the more and more I'm, I'm seeing it more and more that guys that are following certain names or doing, or part of organizations are not doing what well, they're they should drinking be the doing. Kool-Aid. They should they well, believe what these guys are saying, which is not a hundred percent true. Mm. And then they present themselves like they did this amazing work. And that's what I have a problem with. This is a picture of the hometown hosts. I think that's uh, a new show. I don't know who that is. I, I it's thought, it's I, not that new, but it's God. they're okay. But they're boring. They're likable. And and again, I, when you don't know, you know, you're you're just you're watching but, that, but that's what it is. It's, Pure entertainment. It's television. It's it is, entertainment. And I was just going to say, it is entertainment. Like, okay. you get that. As long as you that. guys realize it's pure entertainment and not the real construction life, then, yeah. then I'm good with that. You okay, guys thanks. can watch whatever you <laughs> want to watch. We feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get out of here. Uh, oh, that's it? <laughs> no? No, no, let's get out of here. Okay. Thank you so much, Caesar. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Marie. Really appreciate it for being honest with you guys and, and letting us know what what we assumed or didn't assume or thought. And we really want to educate all the contractors that are listening because we have a lot of guys listening. Thank you very much for listening. And this has really been helpful. They listen and they pay attention. They send us DMs and they talk to us. And we want to just keep on sharing more and more of the truth, having fun. And I like letting the white boy on the other side there just keep on beating. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Thank you guys awesome. for letting us come into your house Sunday morning and disrupting everything, and we're going to get out of here. We're going to get out of here. Thank Woodbridge, you, 416, baby. 905. <laughs> oh, is it 905? <laughs> yes. Okay, 905 Woodbridge. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>